everyone. I'm Lauren McIver. And I'm Teresa Roca. And this is Teen Mom Time. We're here to fill you in on all the fight. Why are you so white trash? All the custody battles. Corey's trying to take our kids from All the romance drama. Getting divorced, period. And so much more. Hi, hi. You're both high. I'm just trying to be a good person and a good moment adult. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing Farrah's unpaid lawsuits update, the latest between Amber and Andrew, plus the love triangle between Kale, Lauren, and Javi. Teresa, how are you? I'm good. We are reporting from our brand new studio. Woo! We've been talking about it for a long We've time. We've been talking about this for two years. <laughs> <laughs> but it's finally happened. Guys, it's so cool. It has a backdrop of New York City, the Empire State Building, the Chrysler Building. (laughs) Yeah, it's very pretty. It's like a nighttime scene. Why is it nighttime? Why isn't it daytime? Because the lights are prettier. Because then we wouldn't see these lights if it was daylight. It would just be buildings. So it's an effect, Teresa. But I love it. It looks great. It looks official. So I'm excited. Definitely makes me more amped up. And it's nice to not have to look at dusty boxes. <laughs> I know. And I can never breathe in You that. can never breathe in there. <laughs> our allergies, our nose would always be like, yes! Yes. our eyes were tearing. So it's nice to finally be able to breathe when we're doing the podcast. Yeah, we won't be as nasally. I, <laughs> I know. I hope not, but I'm very excited. So there's a lot to discuss. Yeah, this always. is going to be a long episode, guys. So make yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, very long. We also have a very special guest, Matt is on the podcast again. So Matt Byer. Yeah, so he will be discussing everything that's going on with Amber and Andrew. It's going to be very interesting. We always love hearing his thoughts, opinions, concerns. So make sure you guys stay tuned because that will be coming later on in the episode. So let's get into the Team Mom Top 3. Kicking off the roundup is our girl Farrah Abraham. So she has a lot going on with some unpaid lawsuits that have to do with her business. So, Teresa, what is going on with that? Okay, so as everyone knows, rest in peace, furnished by Farah and Sophia Laurent Boutique. We cannot forget about Froco, the frozen yes. yogurt. Yes, which, <laughs> which I, I like, kind of regret that I never tried it. I was begging for samples. I don't know how she would have brought me it, but on no, Facebook Live, I would be like, can I get some samples of this frozen yogurt? I've definitely gotten like ice cream samples before from okay. reps, and they okay. just do like the dry ice, and they send it to you. Okay, so Farrah could have done that. She could so, have done that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not going to forgive her because nope. we never tried Froco. Nope. But rest in peace to Froco, too. Yes. <laughs> so basically, she was sued for over $101,000. Wow. Basically, they claim that she abandoned the two stores. She closed them down, kind of left, didn't notify the landlord that she had ceased business, and they, in February, found a lawsuit against her because they want the money. Farah did not respond to the lawsuit, and Typical. she has been impossible to sue. I mean, they went to her Austin, Texas house where Starburst used to run around. Oh, Starburst. Starburst. Um, quite a few times, and the owners of the new house said, yes, yeah, she doesn't live here anymore. We bought it. They went to Michael's home quite a few times as well. Um, each time, Michael said, she's not here. I get off my property. He wouldn't accept it. They then filed paperwork with the court requesting to be able to pin the complaint to his door. So oh, that wow. way, yeah. Uh, on September 9th, they finally were able to serve her after the court approved that request. Uh, she got the lawsuit and she responded. She basically denied all of the claims. Okay. 
<laughs> uh, she wants them to basically refile the paperwork claiming that they didn't include something they should have. She wasn't clear about what it was exactly. Could have been anywhere from her address to expert witnesses, something like that. Um, and yeah, so she basically wants it dismissed and she's refusing to pay. It's always, you know, I always think, what would Farrah do? This is what she would do. This is Farrah fashion. Because I remember she was on the show. Simon was involved in the businesses. And she was all... Simon's one of the defendants. Oh. Wow. Simon's coming back. I miss Simon. I don't know. I mean, he hasn't... They. I don't think that he is someone that they're even trying to serve. There yeah. was nothing. I think they're more focused on Farrah and her company. Yeah. So... And I remember she was so into it. It was on the show. The big ribbon cutting... I really thought Farrah was kind of launching this business empire. She was utilizing this platform that T-Mom gave her, these millions of followers, viewers. I thought she was going to, you know, continue this. I didn't. And I know a lot of the Froco reviews were basically like, I'm not bringing my child to get yogurt from an ex-porn star. Yes. So, you know, I don't know how well the businesses would have done. I also feel like she's not there. She was always traveling. Other people were always in charge. She was always firing people. Do you remember she fired Kira. a girl? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was so embarrassing. I would have never gotten fired on camera. I'd I know. Like, no. Yeah. Don't fire me, Farrah, in front Fox of Team Mel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't think this was something that was going to be going on for 50 years. I mean, I kind of saw it ending. I think that Farrah gets really excited about something, and then she kind of falls out of interest with it. Well, at that time, I feel as if she was a lot more mellow. She was with Simon, and she wasn't really doing anything adult entertainment at that time, right? That's another thing. And this is what, no, she she wasn't. But this is another thing. I feel like with Simon, they kind of had this, like, work hard, play hard yeah. mentality. Like, they were both really focused on their careers. Flipping houses. Flipping houses, being partners in business together. So yeah. when they broke up, I mean... I can see why she kind of went into different avenues. Yeah, because Simon gave her that stability in Texas. And, well, I think he was also going back and forth to L.A. Like, she was doing for work because she's a reality star. But he kind of gave her that stability there. You know, just raise your daughter, do a couple businesses. So when they broke up, that's when she started. She's in Dubai. She's naked on a beach in Fiji. Like, she's naked everywhere. Like, she just kind of went down a completely different path because— so many times when we get photos of her, we're like, what is this for? <laughs> like, is this for a calendar? Is this for funsies? Like, what is it for? So after they broke up, she went down a different business path. I mean, she has to still have an income with all the stuff she's doing. But that's what I guess at that time I thought her businesses would be fine. But if she started one now, I'd be like, absolutely not. You're traveling too much. You know, where's Starburst? Is Sophia going to school? Like, you know, there's so many questions now. That's a really good point. And I mean, yeah, basically her lifestyle just changed yeah. and the business couldn't go with her. Um, so, yeah, we're going to see how this pans out. I'm literally checking the court site every single day for these filings because I'm kind of obsessed with this story. Yeah. I just think it's so interesting. Yeah. $101,000 is a lot of money. Yeah, that's like a pretty penny right there. Especially for someone who doesn't have a stable Teen Mama G paycheck coming in. Yeah. Well, she did the other um, MTV shows, X on the Beach. Yeah, but she's not on them now. Yeah, I'm sure that money's already gone. Yeah. I mean, she does she do ads on Instagram? I don't really, like, recall I seeing. I feel like she gets free vacations and free stuff. Yeah. But I don't know if she's actually doing, like, 
Does she still do tummy tea? I don't know. Let me check. Let me yeah. check IG. Everyone does the tummy tea, especially in Team Mom World. But it's interesting. She went down a completely different path. I mean, if she's happy, she's happy. Whenever we catch up with her, she seems to be doing well. She has YouTube going. So I'm sure she's making money off YouTube ads. Yeah, I don't really see her promoting any items on Instagram. And yeah, yeah YouTube. But what is she getting from YouTube? They're not paying her, are they? You get money for ads. Oh. So she okay. has that. Okay. I mean, if it's working for her. But but I'm interested to see how it plays out. Team Mom businesses yeah, me too. are fascinating to us because they always seem great. And <laughs> Teresa, like, always, you know, loves finding out details because... We feel as if the team moms never really go down the right path. Like, they never work with the right people who make sure all their T's are crossed and I's are dotted, if that's the saying. You know, they always kind of take a curve and it's like, eh, like you forgot paperwork here and there. My thing with the teen mom businesses is you guys, sorry, I'm going to speak to all the teen moms right now. Please yes. listen. You guys <laughs> have this platform. You can, you, I'm sorry, you will make money no matter what business you do. And it's like, why not take advantage and stick to the business? Just stick to the business and make it the best that it can. What yeah. happened to Tierra Rain? Yeah. I don't know what Lauren? happened. Lauren? <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I'm put on the spot. <laughs> what happened to Tierra Rain? It was doing so I know. Well. And I think it's in their bio still, like the link. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to... Amber's makeup and clothing. Amber's makeup and clothing. Forever Holt. Yeah. I, I mean, that was such a mess People yeah. weren't able to even return their items if it was a different size. Like, if yeah. it didn't fit them. It didn't even make sense. Yeah. It's just like, when you guys have businesses, just, like, stick to it. It's great. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, my thing is, Teen Mom's not going to be around forever. And there's going to be one day where you're not going to get this paycheck coming in. There's going to be one day where, you know what, Instagram may not want to pay you. Or Tummy T may not want to pay you. Yeah. You guys need to, you know, have these businesses and make make it. Yeah. Good for your future. Exactly. I have to say what Chelsea and Cole are doing. I think they're doing a lot right now, but I think they're doing it in the right way. I mean, maybe they'll do something on their own down the line, but doing collabs. You kind of like put your touch on it, like the blankets that we were just discussing. You know, they put their touch, the plaid, the moose thing, the roses, like you put your name and your, you know, say, and then you're kind of just like in the back, like buy it. You know what, Lauren? That's a good point. I would do a collab if I had six million Instagram followers, because then you don't have to do like business and like invoices and exactly. And pay I think people. I think you just like you got it. That's the reason why all these businesses yeah. are failing because no one knows how to run a business. Exactly, they don't go to school to no. run a business. And I don't know how to run a business. I don't if know you how told to run me, a let's do a clothing line, and be like, I have no idea what to do. Yeah, and I would reach out to someone, and yeah. maybe they don't know what to do, but they think they do, and yeah. that maybe what's happening, but. Chelsea and Cole are gaining experience by doing these collabs. Yes. So when they do have a business one day, they'll know what to do. Exactly. So everyone Good job. in the team mom world should start paying to, well, one, us, <laughs> <laughs> and two, Chelsea and Cole, because they're doing it right and they'll be the successful ones. Just we're calling As it always. <laughs> Let's go into the second topic this week. OKMagazine.com published an exclusive clip of this week's episode. The episode was really good. I have to admit. It was. I haven't been following the episodes too much just because I've been so busy, but I did binge last night. I'm all okay. caught up. Tell us a little bit about the clip. So the clip was of Kale sitting down with V. I love their friendship. I think it's great. So they were out grabbing lunch. This was filmed after the reunion, which was in April of 2019. Mm-hmm. So as we may recall, Kale and Leah were sitting on the couch. And they were whispering. 
they're mic'd. That's like if we were to whisper now. Like, we're mic'd. Wait, I actually went downstairs and got a glass of water during this, so I missed it. Oh, my. So- <laughs> Wait, during the reunion back in April? Was that what they showed? I thought it was, like, more. That's what they were talking about. So in that reunion, Kale was whispering to Leah, covering her mouth as if she's not wearing a mic, and on camera. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah. So she said at the time, so this was April, that Javi knocked on her door at 6.30 in the morning. Kale thinks he came to have sex with her. And she was like, what are you doing? And Leah was like, what? (laughs) Oh, my God. And she was like, no, like, no. So... I remember after the clip aired, it was probably around June because I was going to my friend's bachelorette party and I remember we were discussing it before. So when it aired, that is what Kale and B were discussing when they were out. So we kind of like went back a little bit, but Kale was catching V up now about it. So she said that after it aired, Lauren wanted to call her on the <gasps> phone. Stop. Yes. About the claims that Kale made on camera. And what happened? Sorry, this is why. So, I should have watched the I whole know. thing. It's I know. So I know. I had the worst time I left the TV. Okay, continue. I know, right? And then you get a snack. You get a snack during a commercial. Like, you get water it during a commercial. It was a commercial. And then I was downstairs, and mom asked me a question. And then we got into a whole conversation. Know. You know how it is. Yeah, I know. Once the mom starts. And then it's, it's just 10 minutes later. 10? It it's 10 usually minutes. like three hours later. And it's like, all right, well, now that I missed the entire show. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what I'm here for. I'll catch you up. Thank you. So, yeah, so I love when Kale drops a bombshell like that and then goes, I'm just not discussing it anymore. Wait, but what it, so wait, so did she call Lauren? Did Lauren call her? No. So Kale was kind of just like, I want to back out of it. I don't want to be involved. Uh, It's like you knew what you were doing on camera. You knew this was going to air. No way MTV would say, oh, my God, Kale claims that Javi wants to have sex with her. We're definitely not going to air that. Of course they are. I mean, it's the same thing when she was getting into the car and she goes, right? congratulations, he's been cheating on you since you were pregnant, closes the Adios. door. And then Patrick was saying, Patrick, open the door. Patrick. Knock on the window. <laughs> yeah. Patrick, you break that window down and be like, give me details. Like, yeah. You're not like, goodbye, Kale. Like, yeah. No. He literally like giggled. Yeah. Like, this is why we need to be and Patrick producers. Knows. Patrick knows. That's why. Patrick knows. If you watched his reflection in the I car. Did. Oh I my did. God. How amazing was that? That was amazing. I would be like, Kale, open the door. But anyway, so yeah, so Kale always drops a bombshell like, oh yeah, Javi's been cheating, but that's all I'm going to say. Then why did you say it? Kale. It's kind of like, oh, I have something to tell you, but I can't tell you. Why do people do that? To be annoying. But so they were out and V has gone through so much with Kale. So much. They kind of grew up together, as Kale said on the reunion. You know, we've been through it all. We grew up together. It's been a struggle, but we're stronger than ever. So Kale said... Lauren wanted to call me, and I just don't want to talk about it anymore. Javi was pissed at her for saying that on camera and making those accusations that she that he wanted to have sex with her. And then Kale said, oh, yeah, Javi also told me he wants to propose to Lauren. So V's head was, like, spinning. She was like, if that was my relationship and if I saw you, I would grab my phone and be like, we're meeting up now. Like, where are you? We're discussing this. Not just, like, let it go. Because then Kale said that, Lauren wanted Javi to call Kale in front of her to discuss this. It's just like, uh, like we're grown adults. Yeah. Send a DM. If you don't have Kale's number, send a DM. Be like, I would love to have a conversation. You're going to be in each other's lives forever. 
because yeah, of your kids. Yeah, but now this makes so much sense. I mean, think about it. Kale never wanted to get to know Lauren. She didn't even want to speak yeah. to Lauren, look at Lauren. And even you and I were kind of like, come on, Kale. Like, I know that you and V grew up each other, grew up with each other. Yeah. And you guys have this, like, amazing, solid relationship. And it took a while. But, like, yeah. you're, more, you're mature now. Yeah. And maybe you should just have a relationship with Lauren. Not a relationship. Just be civil. Yeah. And especially because Kale says she doesn't. She's like, I would never get back with Javi. I would never yes, marry him again. Yes. So if you have no intentions and if you, like, hate him and you would never marry him again, why don't you have a relationship with her? Especially after you were like, oh, my God, I hate Brianna. I don't want him to yeah. Brianna. I would rather him with Lauren. Like, okay, yeah. so he's with Lauren. Yeah. But my thing is, this makes sense. If she knew that he was cheating, if she knew that he was trying to get with her, that's why. She was probably like, why am I going to waste my time talking to this girl and having yeah. a relationship with this girl when she's going to find out Javi is cheating? Yeah. And she's going to go back to wherever she came from. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, do you remember Charleston. when Kale tweeted during an episode, I think it was last season, how Lauren was discussing, like, I would love to have a relationship with Kale, like, I'm here for good. And Kale tweeted, like, for good, question, like, LOL. Like, she, like, fired back. Yeah, Kale knows. I know. Everyone always not, says. Now like, I kind of get it. Kale, everyone's always like, Kale's always right. Because once she said that, that became, like, a logo for her, that Kale's always right. But, yeah, so Kale was saying... Javi wants to propose and V was like what like this is a mess and they both said I hope it works out for them so this was probably filmed I would say they were engaged in June yeah the reunion happened in April so maybe around May-ish beginning of June I would say in well, between that time so and they were both saying you know I don't wish anything bad yeah. I hope for the best and then yeah two well, months later well it worked out for them they got engaged yeah he <laughs> was busted naked in his home with another woman, as Raider exclusively reported. Yeah. And then they got back together. So Yeah, they're working on things. But I always, you know, reality TV is very interesting. And I always wonder, um, this happened months ago. Now this is airing. This is kind of new footage of Kale discussing it and Kale dropping these allegations about Javi. Now that you're working on things, because we saw photos of Lauren and Aruba with Javi... You know, this is after the August 2019 cheating scandal. So clearly they're trying to work on their relationship. She came back home, like, what, two weeks after she caught him naked with another girl in their bathroom. So now that this is airing, where do they go? Because it's like you caught him cheating. He was naked, having sex with another girl. And then you get back. And now Kale's like, oh, by the way, he's been cheating on you since you were pregnant. And now it's like what you said. Now you understand Kale's point of view more because so many times we're like, grow up, Kale. Like, get to know her. She's a great girl. We've met her so many times. She's so sweet. She seems good for Javi to give him that home that he wants and desires and that family. Now we're like, oh, Kale. Like, now we get it. Now we now see we her side. So, you know, I wonder if Lauren's thinking the same thing and what she's been thinking the past two weeks because the sneak peek clip when Kale said he's been cheating on you aired last Monday. So it's interesting to, you know, figure out what has happened within the two weeks in their home. But I feel bad for Lauren because it just feels so like I. it's like once you move three steps forward, yes. something else comes out. Yeah. You know, she was working on things with Javi. You didn't really know what was going on. It could have been going really well. It seemed like it was going well. Is she in a room with him? Yeah, she is. Yeah, she was. Um, there was yeah. a photo. Okay, so this Aruba trip could be like a way for them to reconnect and hopefully. work on the relationship. No, not hopefully, because now... <laughs> now this came out. Yeah, so now Lauren's like, wait, was was it not just that yeah. girl? Was it also... You yeah. cheated on me when I was pregnant? Like, ugh. 
I mean, the one thing we learned is we're not dating anyone on reality TV because everything airs on camera and everything comes out months later. So I guess it's kind of a little bit of a good thing, though. I know it is kind of a good thing. Lauren would have never known. Not that it mattered. But anyway, yeah, that's right. I mean, she just catches him red-handed. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah. So we will definitely keep you updated what happens in their relationship because, as always, everything's on social media. So yeah, we'll definitely be discussing it more. So let's get into the third biggest story of the week. So a lot has happened with Amber and Andrew. Back in July, Amber was arrested after she allegedly attacked Andrew with a machete. She was arrested for domestic violence. So a lot has happened over the last few weeks when it comes to custody of James, um, when it comes to, you know, Amber's future on Team Mom OG, what's going to happen with that. So and also we had the recordings released, um, which has been wild here. Um, So what's the latest with Amber and Andrew? So RadarOnline.com has exclusively reported that Andrew Glennon has provided evidence to detectives in the domestic violence case. Wow. Yes. So we were able to obtain the court documents that basically said that he provided Detective Linda White with three emails of evidence. The first three-page email from Andrew was entitled Amber Audio Clips. Wow. Yes. So three pages, audio clips. What do we think those audio clips are? Bites? Screaming? What we've all probably heard. What we've all heard. Yeah. That was allegedly them. Yeah, because I th- three clips have come yeah. out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and they're pretty short. I mean, they're, what, 30 seconds long, yeah. some of them? No. I, oh, yeah, yes. Some yes, of yes, them are yes, kind of yes, quick. Yes, yes. Um, And then other ones are just longer because... Other people have been talking in the videos, so. So we don't know if this is what the audio is, but I think it's easy. I think it, we can assume it could be. Yeah. Um. So the second email is entitled "Missed One." It is a ring video. A uh, ring video, as everyone knows. I don't know if everyone knows this, but ring is a doorbell video. Yeah. I'm assuming this could be from the night of the incident, which was July 5th. Yeah, when they came home, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because it also could catch audio, right? So my ring doorbell actually catches, I think you could have it on certain sen- settings. Mine catches movement. So if mm. there's a strong wind, it'll notify my phone that there's movement by the door. Oh, wow. I don't know if it records, but it could record. Yeah. Interesting. Um, The final email is entitled August 7th, 2018. First blood drawn. What? And that's three pages. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Wow. (laughs) I didn't know any of this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you were here when I broke the story. No. Yeah. Obviously not. Obviously not. Um, oh my God! These materials may be used as exhibits at trial. So basically, the evidence so be evidence against her. Any persons named in the materials may be called as witnesses at the trial. This means that Andrew Glennon is likely to take the stand to testify <gasps> against Amber. Oh my God! Yep. Wow. As radar readers know, she was charged with one count of domestic battery, a felony count of criminal recklessness, a deadly weapon, the machete, a felony count. Yep. And a felony count of domestic battery. There is a court hearing next week. Okay. Um, But Amber doesn't need to attend. It's attorneys only. Okay. So, yeah. So, radar will obviously 
stick with all this and let you guys know the latest updates. But I don't know. I, I think it's shocking, one, that Andrew was the one to provide the evidence. I mean, I guess he has to do what he has to do. You know, yeah. he could have been asked for it. Especially if um, the detective heard the recordings, if that's what it yeah. is, she could have been like, "Listen, you need to." Yeah, it's it's so different now because, I mean, just working with cases and watching TV and stuff, and how people take photos of evidence when you know they accuse someone of domestic violence, they always say, "Take photos of your injuries that you allegedly got." Now with phones and everything, people are able to record. Mm-hmm. So perhaps Andrew. Decide, you know, maybe was advised. There was also no subpoena filed. A lot of times okay. they'll subpoena someone to give them something. Yeah. Nothing was filed. So it kind of seems like he did give it willingly. Okay. Um, but we don't know. I mean, there yeah. may have been a filing meeting. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that this is all going to be, this is, gonna, this is all going to be used against her in trial if it goes to trial. Um, I don't know if maybe they're going to try to figure out a plea deal before that. Yeah. But no matter which way they go, I don't see Amber not getting jail time for this. Yeah. Which is scary. Yeah. Um, she's a mother of two now. Leah's 10. James is one. How old was Leah when, when she Amber had- went to jail? Was she like two or three? Yeah, because when she got out, she openly talked about Christina. Do you remember when she was like, yeah, yeah like my dad's dating. So the fact that she was able to, so she had to be like maybe four. Oh, wow. Okay. So James, she was James old enough is a to, lot younger. Yeah, because she was old enough to understand that dad has a new girlfriend and Christina has been around. So she had to be like three or four mm-hmm. to fully have that conversation with her mom. And just to give you guys an update on their custody battle, Andrew did file to relocate James to California, where he's from. Um, Amber fought against it, asking a judge to deny it. There have been no updates in that. So that is still ongoing. So Amber has a lot on her plate right now. And yeah. as is Andrew. And so Gary, Christina. Everyone. everyone. Leah, James. So we'll keep you guys updated on anything. Yeah. There's a lot of people impacted by this. So, yeah, so we will definitely keep you guys updated. And later on in the episode, we actually have Matt Byer. He's going to talk all about the recordings and the new updates in the case. So, stay tuned. Getting into this week's Teen Mom Tease. So, Mackenzie McKee, the newest Teen Mom OG star, formerly on 16 and Pregnant, and Teen Mom 3, she posted a photo on her Instagram with her dog that looks like a horse and also her little dog. And fans notice that she's looking pretty slim these days like she's very into fitness she started a fitness business body by mac so she's always been a very healthy girl but fans were like wow like you're looking looking lean girl was one of the comments so she replied back that you know it's not diet or exercise it's divorce stress and fans were like what (laughs) divorce stress we knew that josh and her split after OK Magazine exclusively revealed that two girls claimed they saw Josh at a bar cheating on Mackenzie. This was back in August. The story broke. The next day, Mackenzie revealed on Instagram that they are taking time apart and that she is single. She took off her wedding ring. However, over the last few weeks, she was tweeting, Josh is a friend. He like dries my hair. I'm keeping him as a friend. He's over with the kids. They share three kids together. So I think they're just doing what's best for them. So, yeah, a lot of fans were like, divorce? Like, we just thought you were figuring things out and, you know, the D word, you know, that's major. So she was like, yeah, I filed, not him. So fans started freaking out. And she says she has the divorce papers. 
So, you know, a lot of people are wondering, did they, did she really file? Because they're high school sweethearts, right? Or elementary school. They've been together forever, what it seems. I, I think, think it's high, high school. school. And we had had Mackenzie on the podcast when we first started this podcast. Yes. And she had said that he filed for divorce against her, remember? Yeah. And I called the courthouse and there was no divorce filing from 2015 or whatever yeah. that was supposedly was. So she throws around the word divorce quite frequently. Yeah. So fans are like, did she? Are they getting divorced? Teresa, please let us know because everyone's like freaking out. All right, guys, this truth or tale this week is a little tricky, but I will try my best to get the answer. So I called the Ottawa Courthouse in Oklahoma, and they told me that Josh McKee, Mackenzie McKee, neither of them at this time have filed for a divorce. Today, this morning, I went on the Oklahoma website, and I did a statewide search. Wow. And I found their marriage license. I found all of their traffic infractions. Um, Good times. Yeah. Um, There was no divorce filing. Now, I do have a source close to Mackenzie that told me that the divorce papers were filed. Now, it can either be that the divorce papers were filed But sometimes it takes a while, depending on how busy the clerks are, to actually put it in the system. So it could have been filed, just not in the system yet, which is why we are not seeing it yet. Okay. It could be that the lawyer drew up the divorce papers. Everyone has a copy, but it actually hasn't been given to the court yet. Or maybe signed, like in Sweet Home Alabama? Well... When he won't sign the papers? No, but it would have been filed before it was signed. Okay. Because you need to file it, it needs to be served... To Josh, if she filed, she needs to file. It then needs to be served to Josh, and then Josh will sign the papers. Got it. Yeah. Okay. It's very rare. I have seen, I know what you're saying. I have seen. Such a great movie. When you have couples who like have like an ironclad like prenup, and it's yeah. like, all right, we both, you know, let's do it. It's already done. Here it is. Yeah. And it just all you need now is the judge to sign off. But I don't think that's going to be the case for Mackenzie and Josh. Yeah. So, neither. yeah. So, yeah. So, um, as of right now, yes, Wednesday at one o'clock, no divorce no has divorce. been filed with the Ottawa County Courthouse. Okay, so they're still married, technically. They are still married. So anything can happen. Yes. Even though she claimed she filed, anything could happen. She kind of filed. The yeah. clerk may just be holding on yeah. to it and not have put it in the system. So, yeah. As of right now, it is not in the system. <laughs> okay. I wonder if this is going to be filmed for Team Mom OG. I hope so. Do you really think that they're divorcing? I think so, yes. You do? Yeah, I just—but also I'm, I'm like, always wrong. You are always wrong. <laughs> You're always right. What does Kale think? Kale's always right. What does Kale I think? know, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We need to get Kale. Yeah. And be like, Kale, what do you think of this? Because clearly you know everything. Um, yeah, I think they are. Uh, Mackenzie's been tweeting saying, you know, we need a fresh start. Possibly not with each other. So I think if they're willing to move forward as friends and co-parents, I think they will realize that they're not good for each other. Because what the two episodes that we saw, they were fighting. He was driving away and he wouldn't pick up the phone for like six hours. Like they've had a pretty tumultuous marriage. I mean, yeah. there's been cheating accusations. There's been cheating admissions. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there has been cheating. Yeah. Um, so I do think that. They may divorce. I do think they may split, but I do think at the end of the day, they're going to find their ways back to each other. I think Josh kind of took advantage of a lot, kind of pushed Mackenzie around a little bit in a, you know, obviously not 
physical sense. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do think that he's going to realize. I mean, she even admitted that he's kind of going crazy right now. Like, I think he's going to realize what yeah. he lost and he's going to do anything that's going to hurt back. And I think eventually she will give in. I don't think it's yeah. a bad thing. They have three yeah. beautiful children together. Yeah. So um, why not give it a chance if you're able to? But I do, I do think they might find their way back to each other. Okay. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. We'll keep you guys updated if there's any filings, um, any updates of any rekindling of the romance. So, yeah. So we will definitely be discussing it more. All right, guys, it's the moments we've all been waiting for. Ooh, yes. We have Matt Byer on the podcast. Hey, Matt, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How's your morning been? It's early there. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's fine. It's, uh, it's just starting. So, Don't you love talking to us first thing in the morning? First thing in the morning. <laughs> oh, I, oh, absolutely. There's no better way to start the day. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> Okay, so I think we need to just jump right in. I got so many DMs from listeners asking, we need Matt to come on the podcast yes. and talk about everything that's been going on with Amber. So let's just get started. I'm sure, I know you heard the recordings because you usually alert me about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess just listening to what you heard, what was your first thought about them? When I first heard the, the first recording that got released, it actually shook me up quite a bit. Um and what I mean by that is I wasn't I, I didn't know it was coming. And when somebody sent it to me, I uh, I started listening. And and this is going to sound dramatic, and I promise it's not for dramatic effect. But halfway through it, I noticed that my hands were shaking. Wow! Uh, almost like uh, you know, I had kind of put it out of my mind those particular types of episodes, and then once I heard it. And it was the exact same stuff that I used to hear. It just shook me up a little bit. Um, but then I, you know, and then I just listened to the, uh, to the other ones and yeah, it just kind of brought me back to a really interesting point in my life. Uh, so it, it's amazing that what can trigger a person, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I never thought that, just hearing wasn't hearing her voice or anything like that. It was the specific things that she was saying and the way she was saying them. And it just really brought me back to very specific incidents in our relationship that I didn't realize affected me as much as it did. So it triggered so that, you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was upsetting on, on a number of levels, uh, upsetting for, Andrew and James that they they had to experience that and ups, upsetting for Amber too that you know she she hasn't gotten better and I, I don't I don't mean to say that makes such a broad statement like that but I, I just mean more of she hasn't gotten uh she, she seems to still be going down that road of uncontrollable rage and that made me sad too because from what I had heard and what I had seen, she had just seemed like things were getting so much better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that was disappointing for me. Yeah. Now you said, you know, in the past you've been in Andrew's shoes before listening to him talk. How do you think he handled the situations? Oh, wow. Uh, you know, I, the only way I can answer that is to say I've heard people say that they think that uh he egged her on and should have yeah. yeah should have left the situation 
I can honestly tell you from being in that situation, that's not as easy to do as you think it is. It's simply just walking away doesn't make the problem stop. Um, I can say that when Amber is in that, that mode, you can, you can exit the situation and you can leave the room, but those footsteps are going to be right behind you because she's going to say what she needs to get out. Mm -hmm. So there, there's no, there's no real retreat from that particular situation. You know, I, the way he handled it, I mean, that's not really for me to say it's, I, I think I probably handled it a little similar, but I, you know, I'll be the first to admit that I was probably more combative in that situation than he was, but there also wasn't a child involved. Yeah. With us, that's you know true. what I mean? So I, you know, I probably got, <laughs> probably got loud at times, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, uh, I, I don't know. I guess the question that popped into my head when I heard that was, is that how we always handled it? Or is that how we handled it when it was being recorded? I don't know. Well, that's what a lot of people thought initially when they heard it. It was yeah. like Andrew kind of sounds like he's kind of egging her on, like you said. Yes. And like he's saying certain things so because that, he knows he's recording. Yeah, and he kind of looks good because he looks like the guy who tried to calm her down. Yeah, and, and yeah. to be, you know, I mean, he is a victim, but just to make it seem more like he's in the right yeah. and she's in the wrong. What did you think about him recording the conversations? Because there's a lot of controversy around that as yeah. well. Well, this is, this is actually going to go to what I was going to say next. If this didn't happen numerous times before, he would have had no reason to record it. So um, he didn't just I'm sure he didn't just keep a recording handy on the off chance that something happened. This had to have happened a, a number of times for him to feel the need to record it. I personally didn't get the sense that he recorded it in, in order to paint her in a bad light. I, I, I really didn't. I honestly believe. And, and this is this is me not knowing Andrew from a hole in the wall, but I honestly believe that he recorded it. Just in case something happened where he had to, you know, where where he had to defend himself. Or as you guys know, uh, Amber doesn't break up well. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, 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 I, and I know this. And I think a lot of people uh, on that show have to tend to be poor breakup people. So when the relationships end, there seems to be a lot of accusations flying around and you know, ha- having been in that situation where, you know, it's one person's word against another, I think maybe he just wanted to say, listen, it, it wasn't all me, you know, if so, if we, if this relationship ends, you know, here's the proof of what I lived with. That's the sense that I got yeah. uh, as to why he recorded it. Uh, also, you know, the, it seems like he, he did his research on, being a, a victim of domestic violence. And one of the things they tell you is document as much as you possibly can in case something really drastic happens. And so I, I think, in my opinion, he deserves the benefit of the doubt with regards to that. Um, I don't know. I, 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 he doesn't strike me as the type of person that would... All right, actually, let me say it more bluntly. Having lived through that and having having experienced those rageful outbursts, 
I mean, he lived through it. I lived yeah. through it. So it's so that is very, very real. He did not egg her on in, in that regard, as far as I'm concerned. So, so last week, Radar had reported that new audio was being put into evidence in her domestic violence case. Um, mm-hmm. I think it can be assumed that these recordings are likely to be used against her. Um, they were provided by Andrew, the court documents said. Um, what do you think about Andrew kind of providing this evidence to prosecutors? I think uh, it, it seems to me like he reached a breaking point and, um, you know, he's going he's gonna to make sure that, you know, the court has all the information, I guess. It, maybe, they, maybe the court requested it. I mean, or, or the prosecution requested it. I don't know. I don't know what's on the recordings or, or anything like that. But if there's evidence relevant to that case, I mean, obviously, I would think he's going to turn it over. Uh, I, I don't think he's, he's out specifically to hurt her. But I think he he is a victim of of some stuff that happened, and you know he wants he wants justice, and he, you know you can't blame him for that. And I, I think that th- these questions that people are asking, I don't think they would be asked if the roles were reversed and Andrew was a female victim. And and I think that's one of the things about this has made me scratch my head. And uh, there, yes, there's a. a a significant physical difference between the two of them. He's six foot, whatever, and she's five foot two and, and so on and so forth. But it doesn't mean he's not a victim. And, and I think he, he deserves the same rights as, uh, as anybody does and same protections under the law. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are going back and forth. I think when the recordings were first released, everyone was, you know, Andrew's a victim what Amber did was horrible, which is 100% true. But mm-hmm. his actions now, when you were with Amber on the show, you kind of remained low on social media. Like you didn't really mm-hmm. talk to fans. He is commenting back about everything. He's responding to fans on Instagram, telling them details. And fans are kind of taking that as, you know, like, why are you on social media? Like, this should be a private manner. You were not famous before you started dating Amber. So now why all of a sudden are you responding to all these fans discussing a private situation? Yeah, I have no idea. I I have no idea why he's doing that. Because he's also talking Um, about taking the baby to California to be with his family where he's from. And it's like, why are you discussing all of this stuff when you are also demanding privacy at the same time? Right. I mean, he comments everyone. Everyone. He responds to. Yeah. And he's like, Amber did this. Amber did that. It's like, you know, what you went through is horrible and you are a victim. It's devastating for the entire family. So why are you continuing? And then also he gave Amber so much shit for for doing that interview with Dr. Drew. Yes. Which is her job. Which is her job. And she's contracted to do. Yeah. And then you comment on everyone's. Yeah, posting Post. stuff about yeah. on his on his Instagram story. It's, you know, just stats about domestic violence victims and being a victim, all these quotes. And it's what he went through is horrible. And, you know, it's going to be a struggle for his entire life now that they share a child. But 
just remain silent on Instagram, on e- social media. Exactly. And I mean, honestly, like the truth is going to come out in the court documents, yes. right? Like we're all, we all get the court documents. It's public information. Yeah. Just leave it to the courts. I don't get what he's gaining by trying to alter his image in the media. Yes. Well, uh, the only thing I can guess is that there's probably people out in the social media world that have attacked him um, for doing the recordings or, you know, people people who are huge Amber supporters, yeah, you know, coming after him and so on and so forth. And maybe he felt the need to to defend himself. I I can't really relate to that because, like, like you guys said, I've never been that person to to plead my case on social media. I just that that's just not who I am. So, but if I were to guess, I, I would say that he probably got more messages that were negative than people even realize. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I personally don't think it's the best course of action. I mean, the court of public opinion in, in the grand scheme of things means absolutely nothing. Yeah. It, it really does. And, and the, you're not going to be able to change most people's opinion once they've already formulated it. So I, I think it's a waste of keystrokes personally. I mean, there, if there's going to be people out there that are going to love you. There's going to be people out there that are going to hate you. And jumping on social media and, 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 and saying certain things isn't going to change anybody's opinion as far as I know. I also think so. that if anyone knows how to handle a situation like this, it's you. I mean, come yeah. on. You have gotten so much hate throughout your time on Teen Mom. Yeah. Because yeah. of yeah. editing. Yeah. a rough time. Yeah, because of <laughs> editing, because yeah. of, you know, stories that had come out. And, I mean, I want to give you credit. I think that you did a really good job of yeah. not, you know, losing your cool. Even when you broke up with Amber, you didn't—you could have revealed everything. Yeah, you could have, you know, just— Went on camera, went on YouTube, went yeah. on Instagram, and you kind of were just like, later, guys. <laughs> you could have showed your own proof, and yeah. but you didn't. I mean, you ignored everything, and you moved forward. And I think I would have yeah. liked Andrew to have done the same, honestly. Yeah. Well, I when I, and I think I've told you this, guys, before, but when Amber and I first got together, I uh, I specifically made her a promise that the things that happened within the course of our relationship are between us and whether we're together or not together uh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna what's the new term that people are using spill the tea or whatever the hell (laughs) spill the tea Um, matt (laughs) uh, no that that's just not gonna happen and and i think a perfect example of that is is you go back to uh um the miscarriage uh you know that was something that I, I spent a couple of years being the angry guy that punched the wall in Las Vegas and knowing that wasn't the case, but it wasn't, it, but I made a promise that I wasn't going to spill personal information. And I, I kind of go back to the, listen, you shared a life with this person. And at one point you really loved each other. So just because you're not together anymore, there's no reason to turn on somebody. That's, that's always been my, my way of thinking. And uh, you know, I just feel like, Social media and the court of public opinion is 100% not the place to air dirty laundry because even like even those recordings, for example, I've read some of the comments that people have made after listening to them and they it's amazing how people think they can formulate an entire perfect opinion based on a four minute audio. 
You know, like some people will say, well, this is what happened. And I, you know, I, I heard this and this is obviously what happened before. And we're obvious. You don't know that, you know, yeah. it's just like yeah. when people watch teen mom and, and if you break it down numbers wise, there, well, at least when I was on the show, there was four stories and you have 15 minutes worth of commercials in an hour long episode. So basically they would see 11 minutes edited of our life every week. And in those 11 minutes, people automatically assume they knew everything about us. Yeah, and, and, and it's kind of the same thing. I mean, you hear an audio recording and you don't know what happened before. You don't know what happened after. It does not take away the fact that this, this audio is real. That is Amber on there. She is saying some incredible, incredibly mean things, things that I heard frequently. Um, but I've also heard people come out and, and you know me, guys, I'm not an Amber apologist. I, I just tell it like I see it. I, I've heard people come out based on that audio and say, that woman is a monster. Well, I can tell you straight out, she's not a monster. Does she have rage issues? Yeah. But there is a complete other side to her that I've told you before where the, the loving side of her is a, a love that most people will never experience. The rage-filled anger side of her is anger and rage that most people have never experienced. With Amber Portwood, there is no in-between. It's yeah. th there's, there's no mundane, let's hang out and watch TV and talk about the weather days. It's either this, you either feel as loved as you've, that, as you've ever felt in your life or you feel as low as you've ever felt in your life. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, is Amber a monster? No. Does, is she, does she have serious issues that I think she needs to deal with? And, and in this particular, if the facts of that night when she got arrested are what they are, if those are the facts that she deserved to be punished, absolutely. Absolutely she does. But <laughs> – you know, I read I read the comments that say Amber is abusive, Amber's a monster, Amber's this, and they go on to call her all kinds of different names, and they do it to Andrew too. And yeah. it makes me scratch my head and say, well, if that's not hypocritical, because what do you think you people are doing by writing this stuff? You know, it's you're being abusive towards these people. It's it's unfortunate that. Uh, I, I do feel I feel for Andrew. I really do because he uh, he obviously lived through something that was very very difficult. And while I also lived through it, I, I handled it differently. And but I have no issues with the way he's handling it. It's it's his life. He he has a child to protect. But to to paint Amber with this brush of she is simply a monster who deserves life in prison, I don't think that's true. I, I really don't. I lived with the woman. So I know that uh, while it's easy to say this is the hell that I lived through, like, you know, the example I, I can give you is if you have a hundred people tell you that you're wonderful and then one person tell you that you suck, what do you remember most? You remember the person yeah. who told you that you suck. The negative. Um, so it's easy to say this is the hell that I lived with every day. Well, you know, it may not be as frequent as people think it is,
but it's so powerful and so damaging that it just seems like this is what your life has become. And I'm not speaking for Andrew. I have no idea what their relationship was like in the last year of it, as he claims. I have no idea. But if I was to sit here and say that Amber did that to me every day, I'd be a liar. Did it, did it happen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it happened frequently. And it, it's funny. I, when, when I heard the second recording, I, I called a friend of mine and I said, she needs new material. Because <laughs> with, with me, it was the exact same words, except I wasn't a fat ass. I was an old man. You know, so you could replace the word, word fat with old. And other than yeah. that, it's the same. Yeah. You know, it's the, it's the exact same insults. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's I certainly would never speak for Andrew. My heart definitely goes out to him and, and the baby yeah. there. Uh, nobody, nobody deserves to live like that. Um, you know, you've you've since separated yourself with the situation. I personally would just let the courts play it out at this. Yeah. Point. Yeah. You know, there's there's no there's no reason to uh to get the public on your side, because like I said, 50% of the people are going to love you. 50% of the people are going to hate you. And when it comes to the world of teen mom, there is just, just like my relationship with Amber, there is no in between. You know, if, if they're a fan of the show, they love you or hate you. They don't ever say, eh, I'm indifferent. <laughs> there's no, no it's indifferent true, yeah. when it comes to this show. So, Matt, I feel like there's been this battle of should Amber get fired? I know that yeah. we all have opposing views on the podcast. Do you think she should be fired from Teen Mom OG? <laughs> um, personal opinion? Uh, I say yes, but let me let me explain why. Okay. I don't think that – I'd say that for her benefit. I don't think this show is good for her anymore. I, I think that she's it, – at this point – being in the public eye is not going to do her any good. You know, it's because look at how many people that were fans that have turned on her based on these, uh, on these current events. Um, I, I think that for her own good, I personally would like to see her stay off TV, at least for a while. Now, the people that are saying that MTV is disgusting for not firing her. Well, <laughs> MTV is a business and their job is to document these people's lives. This is part of their life. Now, I don't necessarily think it's the best decision, but last time I looked at my business card, it didn't say Viacom executive on it. So it's not my decision. Yeah. But um, they are a business and they, they are a, a for-profit business. And to not speak for them, but if they're saying, you know what, if we can watch how this plays out and, and so on and so forth, we're going to get a lot more viewers that are just going to tune in for this. That's a business decision. That's not personal. You know, they, uh, and, and, and for the people out there that are saying that if the roles were reversed and this was a man that did this to a woman, they would be fired immediately. I, I don't know because it didn't happen. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't, hard I, to say. I don't think yeah. they can say that. And, and they compare the, the situations to Farah and Janelle. Mm -hmm. completely different situations in, in my opinion they're they're not comparable scenarios um not to to give information that you know I shouldn't give but in my opinion I would say that Farah was a long running 
pain in the ass to them. Yeah. You know, I mean, this wasn't a one-time incident. Having filmed with, with Amber for, for almost four years, I can tell you that Amber's never disrupted production. The, the crew really enjoys working with her. They really do care about her. Um, and what goes on behind closed doors that MTV doesn't see I mean, think about it this way. And again, not to sound like an MTV apologist, but put yourself in their shoes. Can you, she was, she was arrested for domestic violence. Guilty or not guilty is, is not my point. She hasn't yet been convicted. That That's number one. Number two, can you really fire her at this point based on auto audio recordings, which they may or may not know the authenticity of i mean i we all know that they're real that's not my point but think of it from mtv standpoint they have to also protect themselves because couldn't she come back hypothetically and say i've always done my job and in my contract it says i have to show up for filming and i have to be respectful to you and i i never have to be disruptive i fulfilled everything in my contract so how are you going to fire me for something that has nothing to do with you yeah. You know, I, I mean, there's just so, so many different scenarios that they MTV has to protect themselves as well. But I think in the bottom line, it comes down to the fact that this is a business. And do I do I agree with the fact that she hasn't been fired personally? No, I, I don't agree with that. I think that um, I, I think that if MTV would, you know, wants to send the right message, domestic violence isn't the answer, isn't the right thing. And that's a message they need to send. And maybe they will. They haven't said anything, and I, I think people people think that M- MTV came out and said we're not firing her. Actually, from what I understand, they haven't said a thing. Yeah, they haven't released so, any yeah. statements on any Nothing. of this. Right. So it's I, I would wait. Until I if I was them, I mean, I would I might handle it differently. But again, that's why I'm not an MTV executive. I would imagine that they are probably going to um, wait to see how this thing plays out in court. And probably take appropriate steps from there. It's well, yeah, that's kind of like what they did with Farrah. Like, you know, Morgan went to her house and kind of said, like, you know, you have to choose. Do you want to continue as an adult entertainer or do you want to continue on Team Mom? And they waited to see it play out and her decision. And she was like, don't put me in a label, you know, don't label me, don't do this and ended up leaving. That's what they filmed. You know, other stuff happened. But but they waited it out, I think. So I think they should do that. I, mean, I agree. I think I mean, they should do that with Amber, too. Everyone's innocent until proven guilty. So yeah. I think they do want to wait until the court hearing, see what the outcome is. Yeah. And I think, you know, Team Mom is a great platform to bring awareness to things. And if they're capable of taking Amber's storyline and making it into a lesson, you know, and using it and saying, like, this is not OK, like, but look how she's deciding to grow and change and hopefully become a better person within time. I don't see anything wrong with that as mm-hmm. long as they do it in the right way. Except, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here, except they already tried that storyline when she got out of prison. You yeah. know? Yeah, but people make and, mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, agree. I, mean, she, I agree. I agree. She I'm came so far with both, yeah. both sides. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think that the... I, again, a- MTV is smarter than I am, and and I'm yeah. I'm fine admitting that. Uh, my opinion on whether or not 
or anybody's opinion on whether or not Amber should be fired is is irrelevant. Should she be fired? Theoretically, of course she should. Yeah. yeah. Will she, will she is something completely different. And um, all I think it's it's a, it's a strange scenario because the people that are leading the charge to have her fired right away are probably the first ones setting their DVRs for next season when her court when her court case plays out. Yep. You know what I mean? So that that's a little bit hypocritical. Um, I, to, I've seen people say that this is MTV supporting domestic violence. That's just not true. That, that, that I, I know I know these people. These are, these are some really, really good moral people that have a job to do, you know, and their job is to document their lives, good, bad and ugly. Um one of the things I, I will that I, I do have an opinion on, do I think it's fair that Amber got a platform on the reunion show and Andrew didn't? That is completely unfair as far as I'm concerned. Um, he, but he we deserves- also don't but we also don't know if MTV reached out to him. I mean, it had just happened well, at the time. Again, I, and I'm going from based on what I've heard that, yeah. that he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if what he's saying is true, no, I, I don't think that's fair. Um I've seen Dr. Drew getting a lot of crap about how he handled that situation. And I, while I, I never agree with bullying people in any way, shape or form, I, I, I think he kind of does deserve a, a little bit of a, a raised eyebrow as to why he didn't ask difficult questions. Um, I, I think innocent until proven guilty, but in this particular case, I think past history shows that maybe she didn't necessarily deserve the benefit of the doubt this time. You know, I think I think Andrew deserved to at least tell as much of his story as he was legally allowed to tell. And and that that's where the 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 imbalance comes in. Amber has a platform that that a lot of people don't have. And um, I think a lot of fears are that she's going to. And I don't know. This is hypothetical, of course, but a lot of fears is they're going to film her next year telling her side of the story. And 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 Andrew and public opinion could shift, you know, because I, I've learned that people um, tend to get information and then formulate an opinion and then they'll get more information and then formulate a different opinion. And this can go back and forth every day. Yeah. And that's not good for anybody. That's why I really wish people would just uh, wait to see how this thing plays out. I mean, the, the court system is going to do their job one way or the other and the evidence is, is going to come out. And if, if I, if I could hope for one outcome, it would be that whatever really happened that night is, uh, is brought to light. And, and if, if she's guilty, then she's punished like anybody else. If she's not guilty, then she's not punished. Yeah. You know, that's, that, that's, that's the best that I personally could hope for. But in, in the end, I think this is, this is, should be less about Amber and Andrew and more about the baby, you know. Yeah, and, it's, and uh, Leah too, and uh, of course, of of course, and Leah, and you know, obviously, when with all this stuff that's going on, that's one of the first places my mind went to was Leah, because um, as you guys know, I have I have a great affection for Leah, having you know watched her grow up, and, yeah. and it she's at that age now where. You know, this stuff could really affect her in school because, you know, people know about this stuff. And I, I will say this, though. Leah's one tough kid, <laughs> you know. Yeah, she, she's such a good kid. 
she was born on TV, so she knows how to do this. But I think Gary and Christina are, are definitely good enough parents to uh, to be able to handle that with her. Um, you know, they they they're gonna they're gonna do what's best for best for Leah. So yeah, that's all that matters. Is it's just an kids. ugly situation all around. It it really is, and and unfortunately, it it doesn't seem to be be going away anytime soon. I think the more stuff that comes out and, and the more people are talking about this and this knowing Amber the way I do, this must be internally crushing her because that she can't say anything, you know, because her, her first instinct is to always publicly defend herself or, or to, to go to the masses and say, listen, this is what really happened. The fact that she has been silent on this issue is gotta be killing her <laughs> yeah know? she's had so I, many people follow her within 10 years and she's probably like i just want to tell my fans like what's going on and what i'm thinking and all that right. so yeah it's definitely probably you know eating her alive at night and it's it's sad i am sure it is I'm, I'm sure it is i just i i i don't know what else to make of it except that uh the whole situation sucks i personally wish it would have never happened Agreed. but i'm also the least surprised person that it did. So make your, uh, make your own assumption from what I what, what that statement is, but I'm the least surprised per person in the world that this happened. Yeah. It's very unfortunate, but Matt, that is all the time we have today. We would definitely all love right. to catch up with you again, especially when all this starts happening, court and everything. We would, oh yeah. We definitely. would love yeah. to, you know, have you on whenever you're welcomed. Always. People love listening to you and everything you have to say, your experiences, your opinions. So we definitely want to have you back again. You're our favorite. I, I well, swear. Mark says that a lot. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't say that a lot. You could listen back to other pod. You know, you should She's know. Listen, Lauren, I, I know you probably get a, a little piece of paper in front of you that says, you're my favorite insert name here. <laughs> a big you know? sign. She is writing something. <laughs> Matt is my favorite reminder. <laughs> right, right. And then you sticky note the word Pharaoh over my name. I know how that works. I think you no. did say favorite when Pharaoh was on the podcast. She could be our favorite girl. Matt's our favorite boy on the podcast. Okay, okay. Yeah, you guys uh, you guys take care. And, and listen, I just hope that anybody that listens to this, uh, if you're one of the people that feel the need to send Amber or Andrew messages of the of the nasty variety just please take 10 seconds before you hit send on that and realize that that also is a form of abuse uh whether it's Amber whether it's Andrew whether it's anybody so take a deep breath before you decide to call people the names that you're calling them and just let this thing play out that's yeah. my opinion no so, that's great all right guys well thank you Matt so much and we'll talk to you soon bye-bye bye it was so great having Matt on just because he was literally in Andrew's shoes. Yeah. So it was interesting to get his point of view on the recordings. Yeah. And I like how open he is about discussing what he went through because it kind of helps us a little bit more understand what Andrew is going through. Because Andrew really hasn't spoken that much about it except on social media like we talked about. Yeah. So to have someone experience these things and openly discuss it, mm -hmm. I give him a lot of credit. And it's brave of him, too. I mean, he even said when he listened to the recordings, he was triggered by it. Yeah. So I'm sure talking about it can't be easy. Yeah. So it was nice to hear Matt take Andrew's side and, you know, kind of, well, offer like both points. Yeah. You know, be like, you know, this is what Am Amber's going through. This is what Andrew is. 
So I definitely think he gives a great opinion mm-hmm. on the situation and hopefully will give the team mom fan base, you know, kind of just like a pause, think about it, you know, whose side mm-hmm. you're on before you make your own judgment call. So it's always great having Matt on. Yeah. My favorite guest. <laughs> so on this week's Team Mom Tease, so fans started freaking out when they noticed that Bristol Palin, former Team Mom OG star, was not at her sister Willow's baby shower. Wait, is this the same sister that Bristol didn't go to her own wedding? Yep. Wow. So that was only a couple months ago in yeah. September. Yeah. Well, actually, no, a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> and Raider actually broke a story on why she didn't go. Yeah, so... Crystal finally opened up about why she did not attend her sister's baby shower. And the reason might surprise you. So make sure you check out okmagazine.com for all those details. Well, everyone, that is all we have for this week's episode. Make sure you check back next week for even more Team Mom drama. Bye. Bye.